This is the Gopher Puck Live podcast, episode number 20, recorded March 13th, 2012. Welcome to this week's GPL Podcast. Along with Hammy, I am your host, Jupiter. Uh, looks like we're down a man again tonight. Cardinal couldn't make it, so at least he can't make it right now. Apparently a bunch of Windows updates or something on his computer. He can't get Skyped or something to work. So if he comes online while we're doing the show, we'll add him to the broadcast. Well, we've had a few special guests on the podcast this year. We had Mazako on earlier, Jess Myers. Last week, we had Tim Brule of USCHO. But for the WCHA Final Five show, I thought it was time to bring in the biggest loudmouth of the WCHA. And, of course, I'm talking about the man behind the UMD penalty box, drunk hockey guy, also known as Chris Orlett. How's it going, Chris? It's going It's going good. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I, I feel honored, you know, late in the season. You know, it's like it's playoff crunch time, and, you know, you, you did the right thing. You brought in the lefty. You know, sometimes you got to bring in the heavy hitters late in the season, and, and I'm happy. And, you know, I'm happy that I'm sure some of my favorite GPL posters out there are listening, my good buddy George and, of course, uh, Handyman, and, and we all know Gopher West. I'm, I'm happy that my boy Gopher West is probably listening. So if you're out there, man, it's good to hear from you. Can't wait to meet you. And, uh, We'll keep it real. <laughs> oh, boy. And it started already. Way to go. <laughs> well, still no Cardinal, so let's move on without him. Uh, obviously, uh, interesting weekend last week. Your Bulldogs swept but struggled a bit. Our, our yeah. Gophers swept, and they kind of struggled a bit. Um, DU had to go to three games to beat uh, Duluth. And, uh, of course, we had uh, St. Cloud sweeping UNO, UM, UND sweeping, uh, boy, who was it, Bemidji, and then uh, what was the final one? Is that it? St. Cloud. St. Cloud, Nebraska, Alma, that's right. Well, tell us about your Bulldogs. What happened to them last week? And obviously it looked like similar to the Gophers, it, it was closer than you wanted it to be. Yeah, I was thinking I was going to miss my men's league game Sunday night. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Friday was one of those – Friday was Friday was a good game the first 25 minutes. I mean, the Bulldogs had their foot on the gas. They were forechecking hard, and they were completely owning play. Then pretty classic Bulldogs, they, uh, you know, go into a shell and, you know, almost stop forechecking. And before you know it, Mankato's climbed back into the game. And I don't believe from where I remember they ever tied it up. I mean, we got an empty net goal, but, you know, close enough to, to make you sweat. Uh, Kenny Ryder, you know, gave up a bad goal both nights. And I was starting to wonder if we'd hired uh, Frazee as our, as our goaltending wow. coach. It was, it was looking <laughs> bad for a minute there. Some some real, I mean, there's one goal from the corner that it was like he was taking a nap and he looked up and the puck was in the net. I, I can't even explain to you what happened on that one. And then, and then Saturday night, I didn't, I didn't feel like we played a bad game. It was one of those weird bouncing games where literally, you know, your guy would have an open net and he would go to bury it and the puck would jump over a stick. I mean, there was probably easily five goals that, that either, you know, we just got a knob on the puck or, or we just fanned on a, on a shot. So uh, all in all, you know, Lee played phenomenal, but the Bulldogs, you know, helped them make look, helped them look good, to say the least. But it, it, Saturday night to me was more of a puck luck game. Uh, when when the first rebound that finally ended up on a stick, you know, we buried it in overtime. 
So, I mean, if that tells you anything, that just the, the pucks are jumping everywhere, but does it make you nervous going into this weekend? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say when you when you play a team like that, it, it'll make you nervous a little. I mean, it's tough to beat a team, you know, six times in one year. I think we'll beat them five times and tied once. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Mankato played well, and we probably played a pretty mediocre series. Well, it sounds like, you know, from your tweets that uh, Mankato actually almost ended it when they had the power play in that overtime. How close was it? Oh, uh, there was about four close ones. Okay. Um, let's see. They shot a puck, and and Ryder saved it. And then he went behind the net again. I don't know why. He likes to play the puck, but he's he's kind of – he's not as good as Staylock with it, so he makes you a little nervous. But then he came back in, and as he was coming back in, the guy fed the puck between his legs, and it came shooting out the other side. The Mankato guy had a wide-open net, and I can't remember if a defenseman blocked it or if it hit the pipe. I mean, it was – <laughs> it was nuts. I looked over and said, "Okay, we're probably going to win now because they didn't score there." But that, you know, that was that was ridiculous. The game should have been over right there. I, I'm still surprised it wasn't. So you guys ended up finishing them off, and down here at Mariucci Hammy, it looks like you know the Gophers tight game Friday, Saturday tight game. <laughs> Anchorage took a two goal lead, and then the Gophers blew them out. What are your thoughts on the weekend? Well, yeah, I mean, I thought that the first game was kind of what I expected the series to be. I mean, you know, Anchorage is going to come in there and try to just clog up the ice and not give up a lot of opportunities because they're not a high-scoring team, so you sort of expect that they're going to try to play conservatively and make you earn every bit, and uh, that's kind of how Friday night turned out. And certainly it was looking pretty ugly on Saturday after they went up 3-1, to one, and I, I, you know, I think I tweeted at the time that it reminded me of that Vermont game, that second game, the Vermont series early in the season where the Gophers took a bunch of bad penalties in the uh, second period and, you know, ended up losing to a pretty bad team. And, uh, you know, that was starting to look that way in this case. And, uh, but, you know, you have to give the guys credit. I mean, they came back with those two goals to tie it before the end of the second period. And uh, then, yeah, they just went on a, you know, a little rampage for about four minutes where they, you know, put four goals in that. And, you know, you could see that after that fourth goal, Anchorage, I think, was a little shell-shocked that we had come back to take the lead again. And, I mean, then all of a sudden, Howla puts in his second one and uh, Helgeson a little bit after that. And so, yeah, I mean, I was real happy. But it, it was a series, quite honestly, they have things that they need to clean up. I mean, the penalty kill has not been good lately. I mean, they, they the Gophers haven't given up at a uh, five-on-five goal in three-and-a-half games problem is is that they've given up i think like seven power play mm-hmm. goals in that same period time mm-hmm. period so um you know that's something that you're definitely have to clean up you know either stay out of the box or you have to be more effective on the, the pk and uh so that's something that i would imagine they'll be working on this week one thing i did notice though is that uh from uh the golden gopher hockey uh twitter is that you know they played four games against anchorage and they never allowed an even strength goal all of them were power play goals, you know, from the two games earlier this year and the two games this past weekend. Mm-hmm. So it was a little nerve wracking. Obviously, they got to fix things in that area. Um, one thing uh, that we've talked about over the season is, is Eric Howla. Obviously, he started out really good, went into a lull, but he seems to have turned it around quite a bit. Obviously, he had two goals. Was it each night, I believe? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he seems to be coming back to what he was earlier in the season. How key is that for the Gophers to be successful here on out? Well, I mean, we've talked many times during the season that when the Gophers are at their best, they have two scoring lines because that makes it difficult for the other team to really focus on any one specific, you know, unit. And so it, 
for me, it's it's a huge thing at this time of the year, especially. I mean, when obviously you're kind of looking at games, and granted the Saturday night game, well, of course it is Anchorage. I mean, it was a high-scoring game, but you're not going to probably get that most playoff games. I mean, maybe you get that on occasion, but um, so you, to be able to have two lines that are you know are, are threatening to the other team, you know, especially if you you have the uh, last change opportunity, I mean, that's certainly going to be important. So it, it's a big thing for the Gulfs. So do you guys have any other thoughts on your home teams this weekend? Uh, anything no. that concerned you from the, this past weekend or anything that was good that you saw? I, I would say that um, we got everybody right where we want them. We're finishing this season just like we finished last season. Okay. So hopefully we can tank the first game at the final five, you know, lose in crappy fashion, and then we all jump off the bandwagon and then the Bulldogs can go on a run. <laughs> Well, let's see what happens to the rest of the WCHA. Obviously, you know, let's start with UNO at St. Cloud. Obviously, this UNO collapse is pretty epic for a Dean Blaze coach team. Uh, they, what, they lost at least their last six games, lost the home ice, and then just got taken out by St. Cloud. Hammy, what happened? Well, if I, I think I looked this up and put this on Twitter, but I, I think they only won like two games out of the last 12. I mean, it was an epic oh. collapse for uh, UNO considering that they were actually in line for home ice. You know, you thought that they were pretty much a given for home ice oh, at yeah. one point, and they uh, just went belly up. And, uh, you know, it's not something you really expect with the Blaze team. And, uh, you know, I'm not surprised that St. Cloud won. I mean, granted, they're not the most clutch program in the world, but, you know, they're at home. And, uh, you know, they've been playing pretty solid hockey given the fact that they've had some injuries and departures at midseason. So, you know, going into that series, I sort of expected St. Cloud was going to come out of it. But, uh, yeah, you really don't expect to see a Dean Blaze team kind of go belly up like that. What do you think about that UNO collapse, Chris? You know, Dean Blaze, if I was a goaltender and that man was recruiting me, I I would say, no thanks, I'll go play Division Three. <laughs> um, I, I mean, frankly, you know, you're watching, you're watching the WCHA scoreboards, you know, when I'm at Bulldog games and, you know, you're just watching Twitter and it's all of a sudden, you know, gives up two goals and, oh, here comes a new goalie. Faulkner's back in when everybody thought Faulkner was never going to play again. And it's just, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what kind of message he's sending to his team. I don't know what kind of message he's sending to his players. Uh, it, you know, clearly it looks like scoring goals was the issue in this in this series. Um, but it was a two-part thing there. One is, you know, if you don't show trust in your goaltender, how's your team going to trust you? And uh, and the only time he ever won titles is one, what, he had, uh, was it Gehring, am I right on that, from North Dakota, where he actually finally rode, rode a goaltender to a title? Yeah. yeah. And uh, And then, you know, to add that, I, I don't know how for real St. Cloud is with Lee. But Lee seems to um, to have regained the form that I guess they expected him to have when they recruited him. Um, you know, when they played the Bulldogs, St. Cloud looked pretty good. I wouldn't say offensively that good. The Bulldogs didn't help the case because every time they play on an Olympic sheet, it's like the extra 15 feet they forget how to play hockey. I don't understand it. I never will. But Lee's playing pretty good hockey. I mean, one goal on the weekend, uh, you know, that's, that's usually not a fluke. That's usually pretty good goaltending. I would agree with that. They... They seem to have found the right guy to, to anchor their team right now. All right. Tech has not won a game in a regular season game against Colorado College at the New World Arena. They were 0 for 28 is what I saw on Twitter this weekend. Yet in WCHA playoffs, they are now 4-1 and, and now swept CC 
out of the WCHA playoffs, and they are done for the season. Chris, what are your thoughts on that? I honestly, I don't even want to talk about the series. I want to talk about the part that's the worst part, and that's that crappy band that I'm going to have to deal with. <laughs> Thursday night hey, you would have had to deal with them anyway. Uh, no, they they finally stopped uh, giving the charity case welfare handouts to them. So luckily, <laughs> luckily they actually had to make the tournament. Unfortunately, they did. What I'm hoping for is when they get bounced Thursday night, and they better get bounced, or I'm never going to cheer for a Denver ever again. Um, <laughs> if they don't get bounced Thursday, if they get bounced Thursday night, that band better go home with them, and that's about as polite as I can put it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, can they play with the puck and play a little bit more? No, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what. Michigan Tech scary. Um, I don't think they can win three games. I don't think they're deep enough to do that. But man, they uh, they when they go into their shell and they play their game, they they play it well and they're scoring goals now, which which is obviously a little scary um, because Tech teams don't score goals. You lose to Tech teams two to one, and, and they have a pretty decent offense now. So I would, uh, you know, I don't. I hope Denver doesn't sleep on them. Um, if you ask me, you know, obviously we get the winner of that for the Bulldogs, and I, I would take, I would take Denver all the way. We, I mean, we, we stunk the last two games against Tech, so I'd, I'd rather have Denver. And I know that's weird to say, but at the end of the day, uh, Tech's playing good hockey at the right time, and maybe it's not good hockey. Maybe they just got a good weekend. But there's something about them playing uh, Colorado in the playoffs. Well, I, I, there was a rumor that uh, they were motivated this past weekend. Uh, from what I heard, Owens refused to let them practice at the arena the whole week they were there. I probably wasn't making any friends there, I can say that much. (laughs) What do you think about that whole weekend, Hammy? Well, I mean, you know, that was to me the one series that I thought, well, I mean, I kind of thought maybe Wisconsin could upset Denver, but I really thought that this series was going to be one that – where the home team might actually lose. I mean, I don't think I predicted that last week, but it was one that I was real sketchy about. I, I'm not entirely shocked. I mean, we've seen how, I mean, when they came to Mariucci, Tech was very feisty, and you knew this year they, you know, they started off pretty well, and, it, you know, they're not going to be pushovers. You know, they're, they kind of have a different attitude this year where they're not kind of showing up at the rink and you're just expecting like they're going to fold their tent and not, you know, give their effort. And so I, I really believe that, you know, they're, they're – they're going to play, I think, Denver pretty solid. I'm not entirely convinced on Denver. You know, they've been kind of all over the map. Granted, some of it injury-related. But, um, you know, Tech is a good team, and they're going to play solid. They kind of are like, to me, a little bit like Wisconsin. You know, they're, can, they're going to uh, play, you know, their style, and they're not going to deviate from it too much, and you just kind of have to be patient against them. And, um, you know, you have to give them credit. And CC has been very inconsistent this whole year. I mean, they even their best players are Schwartz and – those guys have been kind of up and down and, and you didn't know what you're going to get from one game to the next. And, and uh, how, you know, he sort of didn't pan out this year the way you kind of expected him to. And, and so, you know, I'm not real surprised and I'm actually, you know, I'm surprised from the sense that we kind of picked them up high in the beginning of the year. I know I did. Um, but uh, a lot of I, people did quite yeah, a few people, I, a lot of people, some people had them winning the league. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm surprised from that sense, but I'm not surprised in the sense that once you've gone through, you know, the entire regular season and you've seen how up and down they've been, that they lost, it, it doesn't shock me. Well, moving to Denver and Wisconsin, obviously that series went to three this weekend and uh, it didn't look exciting, but uh, Denver finally did come through, didn't they, Hammy? Yeah, I mean, 
I remember, you know, I just think that that series had, you know, three games written all over it. I mean, Wisconsin, you have to give them credit. They've, you know, in the late in the year, they've really kind of picked up their play, at least as far as handling their system and playing, you know, their roles and doing all that kind of stuff that you need to do to win. And I mean, they only had one chance and that was to win their way into the NCAA. So they kind of had to buy into the, you know, doing everything with their system and, you know, that kind of, that kind of a situation against a, an open skating team like, you know, Denver tends to be, you know, or the Gophers or UMD or whatever, you know, sometimes teams struggle with that stuff because they just like to play their, you know, up and down the rink kind of style. And when somebody comes in there and kind of, you know, makes them earn every inch of the ice and whatever, that can sometimes get frustrating. And uh, I'm not surprised Wisconsin, you know, took them to three games. I actually – you know, from a bias standpoint, kind of was hoping Wisconsin was going to win because I thought that they'd give, uh, you know, I, I thought they'd give North Dakota a little bit more of a run than I, I expect St. Cloud to, even though I think St. Cloud's playing relatively solid. But, um, you know, either way, it was a good series, and you have to tip your hat to uh, Wisconsin for how they improved at the end. I bet you, uh, Chris, you're just glad the Bucky's gone, aren't you? You know, actually, um, I'm, I'm sad for the taxpayers of uh, Minnesota. Um, <laughs> the, you know, the booze sales at the Final Five are going to hurt substantially. Oh, they don't really show up that much anyway. Yeah, they, they kind of do, though. When they do, they just they just binge. I mean, they make me look like, like I'm a recovering Sober alcoholic. hockey guy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, they're, Wisconsin, you're right. I mean, they're, they're, a, they're a team that's going to make here in every inch. Uh, they're not going to score a lot of goals. Uh, we always joke around that uh, Eves is killing college hockey because that that trap just needs to go away. Um, But, you know, I think the final five would have been, uh, you know, it's a tight ticket to get right now. I think it would have been an even more difficult ticket. I think it would have made for some, uh, you know, we only got two more years of this thing. So, So you really want the right teams there. And I'm not saying that any team's not the right team there, but, you know, Wisconsin's going to bring a better fan base than Denver's going to bring. But, uh but at the end of the day, you know, Wisconsin, you know, they just they ran they just didn't have the depth to take Denver out three games. And and that's my opinion on that. That you know, they they, they could have made the run, but they didn't. Uh they were close. But you know, you need some scores and Wisconsin, you know, when they were winning a national title, that's what they were doing. They were scoring goals and playing good defense. Well now we move on to the final five and obviously Minnesota is finally back at the final five after being gone for a few years. I know you missed us, didn't you, Chris? Hey, hey Jupe, did you did you want to talk about North Dakota or were you gonna avoid them? I yeah. It's fine. I mean I'm okay. I'm great. I think he skipped he skipped a series last week. You know, I accidentally did that and I I think it was the UW series and I think this guy's asleep at the wheel, man. I got grief from uh oh our buddy uh Chuck Schwartz. Chuck Schwartz yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. what about the UND sweep? Does anybody care that they swept uh Bemidji? Well, I'm excited. I've uh, got some extra blankets at home I'll be bringing to the game. Oh, here uh, we go. Hey, hey, I just in case it gets cold, uh, I'm wearing a few a few pairs of socks. So, you know, in case in case something happens in 77-degree weather that could harm anything that maybe. be Don't want there. any frostbite. Well, I, I wasn't going there. I have no idea what you're talking about there. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's crazy. What's Yeah, that's craziness. But, yeah, the sewer there again. I, I guess it's good for uh, profitability, right? We know we're going to get sellout crowds for almost every game now. So, yay, we're happy for you and your you know, racist mascot and all that good stuff. Happy to have you. <laughs> now you can hope, – hope you're on your bus uh, Thursday on your way back home. Hammy? Uh, I'm just looking forward to all the signs that Chris is going to bring to the rink. To you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it's going to be blanket-related or, you know, nine-toes-related or what it's going to be, you know, I don't – you know, uh, I'll look forward to that. But, uh, 
No, I mean, you know, you kind of expected North Dakota. They've been playing, what, I think they have, I think I saw, what, uh, the second best record in college hockey since Thanksgiving or whatever it's been. So you kind of have to give them credit, you know, tip your hat. And they're looking like they're a pretty solid bet now to be in NCAAs. And, um, you know, we didn't really, I know I didn't really expect them to be to that level, you know, two months ago or whatever. I kind of thought that they would, uh, you know, do all right, but not enough to get in. And so you have to give them credit for that. Uh and, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. I think that, uh, like I said earlier, I kind of wanted uh, Wisconsin to face them on uh, Thursday, but it's going to end up being St. Cloud, so we'll see how that game goes. Yeah, yeah, North Dakota, I mean, like you said, playing good at the end of the season, and it's, it, <laughs> you know, you, you hate you hate Hackstall. I mean, you, I don't know how people can like the guy just from watching him from a fan standpoint. Maybe he's a great coach, I don't know. But, boy, he sure knows how to do it in the second half of the year. I mean, it's... It seems like year after year we're sitting here talking about a 500 Sioux team. I'm not worried about them. I don't. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think they're going to go far. Games. You're right. I don't. I don't see a Frozen Four birth in their future. No, no, nor do I. But you know they're going to give anybody fits that plays them, and, and unfortunately, you know for for my squad, you know the Bulldogs, if they end up facing them for whatever reason, you know Sandy gets all tight uptight every time he coaches North Dakota, so the teams, uh, you know uptight and it just seems like you know you play every team good but they can never bring their a game against north dakota now one thing i thought i wanted to bring up before we go to the final five is what happened to your bulldogs the second half of the year i mean come on they had the easiest schedule of all 12 teams and hammy me and cardinal we all thought you guys were going to run away with it win the league by at least probably four to six points what happened, kid? Well, well, there's a couple things. Um, for starters, you know, you have your hiccup against, you know, the the collapse against Tech. You, you blew a couple, you know, it's, you know, you, you don't blow a two a four goal lead against Tech and a two goal lead against Mankato, and and we're right there going into the final weekend. Um, you know, I think I think the first half of the year they they played above their heads a little bit. Um, the freshmen played a lot better than we expected. Second half of the year they you know they had a couple disappointing losses out there, but. You know, I, I honestly, I, I put it more towards the way Minnesota was playing, us not catching you guys than than how the dogs are playing. I, I can, you know, I, you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Minnesota apologist, but I, I honestly thought eventually the freshman and the young team was going to catch up and they were going to fold. And and right now they they seem to be playing good hockey, and it's like every time we needed you guys to lose to get that two points back. You know, you just kept winning. We figure, okay, UNO is going to steal one from you. You know, no, it didn't happen. And then, uh, you know, Bemidji was, what, six-game winning streak coming in? We figure yep. steal at least yep. a point. You know, they couldn't even steal a point. You know, the only person that helped us all was Wisconsin. And uh, we didn't help ourselves playing playing St. Cloud. And, and I kind of had that feeling coming to the weekend, the way we played St. Cloud, that, you know, there was just no way we were going to make up two points when we had to go into St. Cloud's backyard. Um, but, you know, so, so the Bulldogs, you know, just, I think they came back to earth a little bit and, and I think the Gophers, you know, surprised a lot of people by, by really keeping their foot on the gas. And I would say that if any Minnesota fans not surprised by the second half of the Gophers year, uh, or the year in general, then, then they're lying to you or, or they really are the dunk, you know, drinking the, the ducky and bunny Kool-Aid. <laughs> well, I would say we were definitely surprised, you know. Uh, earlier in the season, when we, when we did our picks, uh, would we have them four to six, Tammy? Gophers? I think I had them Bulldogs four. right around them, you know, just ahead yeah. of them or just behind yeah. them. Yeah, I think I had the Bulldogs fifth, I think, something like that. And no one thought they were going to win the league this year. I just, no one saw it coming at all. 
Everyone thought it was going to be it was going to be uh, Denver, CC, and North Dakota fighting out for the title. Yep, I don't disagree. That's and uh, de- we're definitely happy about it. It's been a while, and uh, it, it's been a good season. Obviously, you know, I would like we'd like for it to continue, but it's we've at least turned it around from these years of fifth and seventh place finishes that have just plagued them the last. Four, three or four years now, so we're definitely moving in the right direction. You know, the Gunzel factor. I, you know, I, I, I said uh, <laughs> that's the first thing I said is is my friends. You know, so my friends are asking. Me, I said that their blue line is going to change immediately. You know, it and that has been the biggest change this year. Well, they've been scoring too, but the, their team defense has been very good. And then they had Patterson to back them up when they did make a mistake. It's easier to play, to score goals when your forwards don't have to, you know, go 200 feet to score a goal. You know, you've got True. defensemen now that know, can defend their own end and then break the puck out. And, and that's, if you know, that's all Gunzel. I mean, it really is. Uh, well, we've been saying that all year. So we are definitely glad he's back for good. All right, guys, let's move to the final five. Uh, I think that any, any team except for Tech has a chance to win the final five. I think, you know, St. Cloud with Lee, they can, they have a chance to win. Denver, I think any of the top five seeds have a legitimate chance of getting to the championship game and winning. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I, would, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all. So let me just double check. I got my plans right. You got Denver. You got Denver, North Dakota, St. Cloud, and, and Tech. Yeah, and, Tech is taking on Denver. Thursday if you're going to ask me who the best chance to come out of, you know, to go to run three games, I would have to go. Sadly, with St. Cloud, just because the way their goalie's playing. Mm-hmm. Because as we found out with Staylock and the Bulldogs in 2009, I just don't think you can win three games in three nights. The final five, unless your goaltender is just playing shut down goaltending and really he's the only goalie that's playing that way right now um but one thing so, you got to think about is they're taking on north dakota and lee has really struggled yes. against north dakota and, and, and you're yeah, right so i guess time. i should preface that if he gets past north if they find a way to get past north dakota i'd, I'd be a little nervous i mean he's kind of a head case against north dakota what's the old five or he hasn't won a game i don't believe against north yeah dakota. he hasn't won a game that was going to be the one thing i was going to you know point out uh, about that game is that you know St. Cloud is certainly playing better and everything like that, but it's almost one of those cases where the coach has to weigh, okay, this guy's been playing really well in net. At the same time, you know how sometimes certain goalies or whatever just have this kind of kryptonite team that just you know seems to be unbeatable to them for one reason or another, and this kind of looks that way to me with Lee, that this is the one team that uh, is kind of his kryptonite and uh, I don't know what to think. You know, I, I kind of think North Dakota is going to win that game. But, you know, and I think the other factor you have to look at is St. Cloud doesn't play many games on the NHL size rank. I mean, I think they had six games all year on that size rank. And Ooh. sometimes that sometimes that can be a little overrated. But, um, you know, they have a losing record away from the, the concrete center and they don't play great, you know, on, on NHL ranks. So, you know, I think that the fact that UND does play on that size rank and that I think that they match up pretty well with St. Cloud, I'd probably go with North Dakota in that game. Probably right on that. I, I guess, yeah, you, you're, you, when you talk about that, you're, you're definitely right. He, he has been a head case. I saw that all over Twitter. I think uh, Goon made the joke about uh, if uh, Nebraska-Omaha wants to beat, uh, to beat Lee, make sure they throw uh, Sioux jerseys on. 
then they'd be hostile and abusive, though. Oh, yeah, you're right. We don't we don't need more than more than one team, you know, hanging up the rack for hostile and abusive. <laughs> well, what about your potential opponent? What's going to happen with Michigan Tech and Denver, Chris? Um, boy, I tell you, uh, you would you would expect Denver to, you know, say welcome to the you know, Final Five, Tech. Now it's time for you to go home. Um, but it appears Mel Pearson knows what he's doing. So probably, you know, a very oh, good don't hire. tell the Sioux fans that he should not have been coach of the year, according to them. Well, yeah, apparently when your team's picked to finish third to fourth and they finish third to fourth, that <laughs> is good enough to be coach of the year. Apparently that's, uh, that's how the system works. Well, if that's the case, then the Bulldogs are picked to finish sixth. So I, I want to state a case for Sandlin. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think I, I, I'm assume, I, I'm guessing Denver's going to win the game. I think it'll be a tight game. I think it'll be a four-two empty netter type game. But boy, boy, Tech is. I mean, you just you just never know what you're going to get with them. I mean, if their goalie plays well and they and they're able to stay in their system, you know, that's a good thing for them. And, and they were able to play shutdown defense on an Olympic sheet. You know, last weekend, and all this week does for them is now shrinks the rink and makes it easier for them. But I, I do think Denver will come out of that game. Now, we've been talking throughout the year. Um, what do you think? Do you think Michigan Tech is going to have a resurgence with this new coach? Do you think, you know, maybe next year they're another mid-pack team? Or do you think it's going to be good that they're going to be in the WCHA when with what's left? I mean, is this Michigan Tech starting to come back? Or is this just an aberration and they're going to be back at the bottom? I, th- I think it's Tech starting to come back. I think I, I do think. Uh, I mean, it's been thirty five years. Who, who was their coach last year? I'm, I'm trying to. Oh, I'm trying to blank. Um, uh, Jamie Russell. Russell. Jamie yep. Russell. So you know, Russell leaves, but obviously he brought some decent recruits in. Um, you know, uh, Pearson's able to put the system together with those players, and and look, seriously, look what's going to be left of the WCHA. Uh, you got you got two Alaska teams. So good luck recruiting there. So now you've already got two teams that you you should finish ahead of. Um, you know, at Bowling Green, I mean, ugh, yeah, yikes. I mean, it's going to turn into the CHA. But, no, I, I really think Tech Tech really will be, you know, in that league, a top-four team. Uh, but I, I don't think you're going to see them making NCAA runs. They'll make some NCAA tournaments on auto bids and, and here and there and, you know, maybe win a game. But, you, you know, Tech's not going to get a Frozen Four team back out there. Yeah. Uh, unless they get just a stud goaltender, I just don't see how they'll do it. Well, the, 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 they've made Final Fives once in a while, and obviously there was that one year. Oh boy, was it early mid nineties where they actually made the Final Five championship game? I think that was the year they took CC out, wasn't it, Hammy? Yeah, you're asking the wrong guy. I, I, I think they, they ran. I think they played Minnesota for the final, and Minnesota put like ten up on them because they just ran out of gas, but. Wasn't I, that the year CC was uh, was the league champ? Yes, it was. Yeah, that was Tech. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't think they were too happy about that. Uh, that be All right, well, okay, we'll go with your guys' winners. We've got Denver facing UMD Friday afternoon. Give us your best. You, you want my honest opinion? I, I think we're both going to be crying on Saturday. Just, <laughs> I, I just have this ugly feeling that that both our teams are going to get bounced. Um, do I want it to happen? No. Should it happen? No. But crazier, crazier things have happened. Um, I, I like the fact that we're com- that Denver's coming off. Do they they have the day game? Do they have yes. the day game or the night game? Yes, they do. Day okay. Game. You know, fresh legs for us, so that's a good thing. Um, 
if the Bulldogs win, it's going to be because they jump all over. Uh, they got Britain back, right? So, so Brit- yep. Britain early. I mean, it's going to be if the dogs can put, you know, three goals in the first period, I think they'll walk away with the game. Um, if the game's tight heading into the third period, I would have told you, I would have told you the first half of the year, if you're not beating the Bulldogs by three goals going into the third, good luck. You don't have a chance. Um, but uh, our third periods haven't had the closing strength that they've had, you know, at the first half of the year when they're on that run. But um, I, I, my gut tells me that we're both going to get bounced. But you know, really looking looking at the matchup, looking at the fresh legs, I, I do think the dogs will win a close one, and it, it'll they're either going to blow one out five five to one, or they're going to win it, you know, tight at three to two. What do you think of that matchup, Hammy? Or that potential of, matchup? Yeah, well, well that's the thing. I, I'm not entirely convinced okay. Tech's going to lose okay. against Denver. I'm not saying, you know, but I, it's just one of those things where I'm just not sure that that style, you know, that Denver's going to be able to handle that kind of style. And you have to remember, Denver played Tech earlier in the year in Houghton, and they got beat, you know, one game 7-2, to two, and they tied the second game. So, I mean, granted it was, you know, a number of months ago, but nonetheless it goes to show that, you know, if Tech's playing their style of game, they can definitely take it to Denver. Um, but we'll go with, uh, you know, the Denver being the winner. And, I, you know, I, it's a tough one because I think, you know, we've talked about Duluth being a little bit inconsistent in the second half. And um, there's been some struggles against some teams that you kind of would expect them to just run over. Um, and granted, it, it is the WCHA. And so you, you have to kind of realize that you're not going to typically run over any team. But um, I think that, that the Bulldogs will win that game. I think that it comes down to. You know, the firepower of both teams on the top, you know, line is going to be very good. And, uh, you know, it's going to be one of those things where I think it's going to be which goalie comes up big, you know, in the clutch moments towards the ends of the game. And I'm sure it'll be, you know, a tight one. I I would suspect that it's going to be one of those kind of like four to three, you know, types of games or something like that where there'll be some goals, but it won't be, you know, outrageous. So I'll go with Duluth on that one. Okay. Okay. Well, then we've got Minnesota going to take on the winner of St. Cloud and North Dakota. Um, either way, it's going to be a big game. Minnesota's back in the Friday night game. They haven't had a bye in years. Of course, they really haven't participated in years. So this is a big game for them, and it's been a while since they've had a huge game. Typically, they haven't been playing well Friday nights, Hammy. Uh, <laughs> do you think they can get rid of that stigma and get to Saturday? Well, I mean, I you know, I know that North Dakota is going to play it tough. And I mean, it's going to be one of those, especially, if, you know, these teams, of course, absolutely do not like each other, you know, at all. And so, you know, it's going to be one of those grudge match types of games. And they've had some incredible games against each other in the final five. I mean, some of the most memorable games in that, uh, you know, in the final five have been between those two teams. So I, I'm expecting it'll be a, you know, a great game. Um, I think the reason why I'll pick the Gophers is because of what we talked about earlier with Howell's line, you know, being much more dangerous, kind of like they were early in the year when the Gophers were, you know, beating good teams like UMD, you know, on the road and whatever. I, I just think that, you know, this is one of those situations where North Dakota's depth, you know, is going to be a certain weakness given all the injury stuff. And um, it will be their second game of the weekend. Like Chris talked about earlier, earlier you know, with the Gophers and UMD having the, the day off. I think that that's going to be a major advantage. You get the last change, so you get your matchups the way you want it to. And so I expect the Gophers to win, but I do expect to be a very highly contested game. 
<clears throat> well, if that if things go the way they think they will, and we'll just humor you here, Chris. Got to improve the PK, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Gophers and dogs in the championship. Well, they haven't faced each other since October. And ever since then, obviously, you guys went on this huge run. I mean, you had an unbelievable run. Gophers were great after that for a while. Kind of went down for a bit, a little bit. Back up. Dogs put 50 shots a night on us that weekend, though I think that's been a little bit overplayed because I thought a lot of shots came from the outside that Patterson could see really well. But obviously, we've been waiting the whole year for these two teams to meet again. What's going to happen, guys? Well, well, here's what I can't understand with the deck deck, uh, shot counter, to be quite frank with you, and that is you're supposed to make your own goalie look good. So you're supposed to be popping those extra little saves for your goalie. And it seems like he's got a happy trigger figure for finger for our for our skaters. I mean, it really does. Uh, it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. You just watch shots, and I go, that's going to count as a shot. You know, goalie gloves a gloves a puck out of the air that's two feet over the net. I go, that's, he's going to count it as a shot. Sure enough, he ticks one up there. Once in a while, he gives a bonus shot in there. So I just I, I can't figure out who the guy they have doing it, but it's nuts. Um, you're but, right. You know, we, we we did that here that all year long. Oh, Duluth put up fifty shots, over hundred shots that week, yeah, and I'm like. No. I didn't think there were – it didn't seem like there were that many shots, but the, there were a lot of shots that were to the outside. Yeah, they get put up 100 shots. Uh, I'll tell you the quality shots they got, they put them past Patterson. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll say that much about it. But, you know, it, it's, it's, a weird, it's a weird situation. Kenny Ryder is a weird goalie. Whenever you've needed Kenny Ryder to play good and, – and this is why last year when they lost to the Final Five and everybody's so nervous, and even I was nervous, I said – you know, every time I've seen Kenny Ryder play in a, in a big game that they needed, you know, the year before that against North Dakota, they had to win the final five to get in. I think he stopped 55 shots and we lost two to one. You, know, you can't ask him to do much better than that. And then, you know, you can argue all you want how good uh, the Michigan goalie played, but you know, Ryder was lights out you know, the whole four game tournament. I mean, the goals that were scored on him were legit goals. So, you know, it comes down to hockey people always say experience, experience, experience. Um, and, and I know if you ask me flat out NHL, you know, pro hockey, who's going to be the better goalie, I- I'm going to probably tell you Patterson. But there's something about Ryder in big games. Um, Patterson has never won a big game. You know, I mean, you, I, you can call this series a nice win, but you beat the number 12 team. Hey, none of those league. guys have had a big win in my book, really. Yeah. I mean, well, it's been, well, the seniors have never – yeah, done anything. So I mean, so, so you've got that on your side. Um, and I would, if you would have asked me three months ago, I'd tell you the next time the Bulldogs and Gophers meet, the Bulldogs are going to blow the doors off the Gophers. But the, the Gophers are playing good hockey. And whether or not you talk tired legs, whatever you want to talk about, if the Gophers score first in that building, and it's Bulldogs Gophers Saturday night, which I just I I, I hope it is. I, I can't be too confident, but I hope it is. If the Gophers score first, I'm I'm extremely nervous for my squad. Um, we had the benefit of scoring first in the regionals last year, and then when we got to the X, the fans were on our side. So you know, even when the other team scored first, it didn't really affect them. If Minnesota scores first and that building erupts with what should be fourteen to fifteen thousand Gopher fans, I'm I'm very nervous for my squad. But you know, the Bulldogs find a way to pop a couple early goals, then then I'm confident we'll win the game. I really think it comes down to who scores first. Hammy. Ah. Uh, 
I believe that it's going to be a tight game. I think it'll have certainly plenty of offensive opportunities. I think that if I were going to, if you're going to put a gun to my head on that one, I would probably say UMD is going to win, mainly because I I believe that when you have a player like Connolly on your team, there's a certain level of confidence that you know, runs throughout the lineup. And granted, the Gophers have great players like Bukestad, but nonetheless, you know, Connolly's been around. You know, he's been leading the team for a long time, and, and he's a senior, and he's very likely could be the Hobie winner. I mean, when you have that kind of a guy leading you, and you've, you know, they've come off a national title, you know, and so that's going to breed some confidence. And so I just think that, you know, yes, it's going to be obviously a major pro Gopher crowd, but I, I think that, uh, you know, that's not something that's going to necessarily be intimidating to UMD. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, I won't be surprised, obviously, if either team wins because they're both very good teams. But if you're going to ask me now, I'd probably say, given the Gophers' you know, recent struggles on the PK, um, you know, that's going to be a major key. And if they're going to continue to struggle, I mean, they might not even get to the championship game if they continue to struggle with that. But uh, if they do get to that game against, against you know, Duluth and they have a lot of offensive talent, um, I'd probably give the nod to Duluth on that one. All right. What if both of our teams don't make it? Oh God! Well, oh yeah. Um, you think you, know, it, you think Denver gets past you, and maybe a St. Cloud or a North or a North Dakota? Who's going to win among those teams if our teams uh, lay an egg Friday? Uh, the league office will be crying. I know. That. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know, Craig. That that's is important. If that were the case, I'd be a little more worried about. Um, you know, a certain uh, Gopher fan needing a new hat again oh, in his seat boy. because I can imagine the tailgate is going to get a little crazy. Um, for <laughs> leave the four loco at home when you listen, Cardinal. When you tune in, you should just leave that behind. <laughs> you mean so he doesn't end um, up I'll in a tell you what, somewhere? It, 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 I don't think it matters if, if neither one of our teams are in it. Um, I don't think <laughs> it's going to be all about Saturday, but yeah, it's it's not going to be a fun game to watch. I mean, it, obviously, that means North Dakota is probably going to be in that game, right? So there'll at least be a decent fan base there. Um, Denver will have plenty of fans on their side, so that's a good thing. <laughs> and they that is true. Will. Yeah. Um, oh God, I, I don't even want to predict. I, I, can we not think about that? <laughs> Hey, it's the local bars will be happy because there'll probably be lots of uh, Gopher and UMD fans drinking it up rather than being at the game. <laughs> that's the problem. They're all going to be out in the tailgate lot, passed out in their trunks. Oh, oh wait, that, never mind. No, that's, that's Cardinal passed out. That's in the Cardinal trunk. passed out in the trunk. Never now, mind. Now, will Fire Helmet wear his helmet this weekend, or will he uh, keep that retired? I think he that's keeps it Sally retired. Just, I think it's just kind of something he doesn't want to lug around. It's kind of oh, it's kind of like I was happy we won the national title, so I never had to wear the flashing light again because that thing just sucked to lug around. Yeah, but come on, he threw that thing in Lake Superior, and somebody rescued it. Come on, you are right. It's, it's he, meant he to be worn. To bring it, meant to be worn. Well, you know what? But wait, wait, wait. wait what I got to ask is: there going to be any outfits worn this year, like costume stuff? SpongeBob, SpongeBob, uh, thirty-three year. 33 years old, years old and two kids. Um, I'm going to probably you can go wear it with the kids. Bring the kids to the game. You can have a matching outfit or something. They, they don't. They're no, you can't bring the hotel. kids to the game. You know, they're coming get, Thursday. They're, they're coming Thursday. But that's uh, too much of a distraction. Won't they want to kick you out? 
Yeah, exactly. I know, right? My kids are, you know, exactly right. My kids are very distracting, and they might hit you with a hockey stick. Apparently, because because a two foot tall kid with a twelve inch hockey stick can hit a six foot person in the head with a stick. I, I wasn't aware of that. Right. Apparently, you, it's possible. You sounded pretty bitter this year with some of the fans around you up at uh, Amsoil. Well, I should have known better. Um, we got really good seats in the upper deck right on the red line. And because of the priority seating, the lower bowl filled up pretty quickly. So a lot of the old blue hairs that had that liked the red line seats ended up in the upper deck. And, uh, you know, the, just the seats I ended up picking were, you know, kind of the seats where you know, you're going to have issues. The sad part is, is most of the people around me like me, but they're not the ones sending in the emails. It's the three or four people who, you know, stare at you every time you yell something or the lady in front of me that's really busy on her Sudoku book. Cause apparently coming to a hockey game is not any fun. She's got to do Sudoku. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, Chris, we actually have a question that was sent to us that is directed towards you. Oh, Goody. No, it's 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 actually a serious question here. Um, what do we got? Tony from Litchfield. <laughs> I think you know who that is. What are your thoughts on incoming Bulldog recruiting class, specifically Andy Walensky and Cal Dikowski? What the heck does that mean? <laughs> is the Cal Dikowski all in capital letters? Yes, it is. Okay. Beer song's well, playing with you, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I bet. Uh, you know, uh, when you talk about Kyle Dukowski, I mean, you got to get really loud. I mean, he's 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 a hell of a player. Um, you know, the next Jack Conley from everything I've heard, or he's a lot like Jack, Jack Conley. Not the next. There's never going to be another Jack Conley, but he plays a similar game. So I'm excited about that. You know, I'm excited about Walensky. As bad as the, the joke was with the elite, uh, the elite argument and losing friends over a silly argument like that, um, well, he's going to be a good player, but, you know, he's 20 years old. He's coming in. He's got a couple years of juniors under his belt. He's, you know, leading juniors in, in, in points for, for defensemen. So, so he's going to be a hell of a player. But at the same time, I would expect a 20-year-old defenseman to be leading juniors in points. He's 20 years old. He's got two years of experience under his belt. You, you should be. Um, so that's going you know, it's nice for the Bulldogs. We have a 20 year old coming in to captain their power play. I, if you, that's the, the power play is killing us this year because we don't have Justin Falk back there. And, and the passing's a little bit slower than it was last year. And that's because you don't have a quarterback and clearly they had the right quarterback because you don't see very many 19 year old kids quarterbacking a, a power play for, for an NHL team like Falk is. So, so pretty excited about both uh, about uh, Walensky, uh, Dukowski. Uh, let me see him play first. <laughs> Jeez, we'll leave it at that. Um, it looks like, or most likely, you're going to lose Brown. Is that the case? You think? Oh yeah. I mean, he, when you've got when you've got a guy like uh, like uh, what's his name for the Flyers, um, who Hartnell Hartnell oh, Hartnell's tweeting at JT all the time. I mean, I was hoping he would end up with with the Wild. I know he was in the Wild prospect camp two years ago, but um, but I do think he'll end up on the Flyers. Uh, you know, the one thing with Brown is, you know, he's going to have to leave this year because you look who he's losing on his power play. Where you know he's losing Jack and he's losing Tio, and I just don't know that he can repeat that offensive output without those guys. I mean, Brown's a hell of a player, but Brown's a hell of a player because he's got a great shot. And he's he's the best athlete in the WCHA, bar none. I mean, when the guy picks up a puck, I don't care who's even with him at the blue line, he gets around him. 
Uh, if the guy had a breakaway move, he'd have 40 goals this year. <laughs> I, I've literally seen him go 0 for 16 on the breakaway. I've never seen anything like it. I, I'm just wondering why he just doesn't start firing slappers because that's what he scores on, you know, slap shots from, uh, from just inside the circles. I, I, I'm hoping that's eventually the approach he starts to take. But, but you know, he's a hell of a player. Um, he's, he's gone and he has to go. You're going to get a max contract. And if he comes back next year and has a mediocre year, he may not get that contract. Yep. Yep. You know, it's, it's the, it's the ticker. It's get those three years done so you can move on to a bigger contract someday. And if you don't, you don't want to throw any of that money away. So he's fully a guy. I think the team is expecting to lose. And, and I don't think there's a Bulldog fan that thinks he's coming back. Now, what about some other players that you think may bolt? Any thoughts on that? The only flight risk, and, and it's a very small flight risk, the only flight risk would be Casco um, because okay. he's, he is, he's been playing defensive defensive defenseman like, like a senior. I mean, he was playing like Lamb was playing last year. Uh, just, you know, just shut down, put him against the top. I mean, he started the last four games, and they started him against every team's top line. I mean, he's just that good. He's smart. He doesn't panic with the puck. Um, but I do think we'll get a second year out of him. But if you look at kind of how the Bulldogs are recruiting right now, I think they're kind of banking on losing him next year. I think uh, NHL scouts want to see what he can do one more year. Uh, but but really, that's it. I, I'm trying to go through our roster and think of who else I can think of us losing. And, you know, I don't, Herbert's not going anywhere. Obviously, T.O. and, and Jack are, are seniors. They're both going to get NHL deals. And, you know, honestly, if you ask me between, you know, Jack and T.O., I, I think I think Alexa's going to have a heck of a pro career. I think he's going to be a pretty solid third-line guy with the option to, you know, move up to a second line because the guy is just a face-off master. All right. Well, Hammy, we've got the Twitter question here. Mm-hmm. Adam Adam Dirk's wondering, you think Gensel's going to play for his dad? Ah, I mean, uh, Gensel talked about it on the radio the other day, and he just kind of skirts it a bit. But uh, yeah, it's the million dollar question. I mean, I, you know, the more it's interesting. I'd be, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in a discussion between Lucia and uh, Gensel about you know what to do on that because you know I've heard Lucia talk on the radio. You know, when he's explaining what Mario's decision was all about, he was like, you know, he even mentioned you know that hey, if I was the assistant coach and my son was going to be on the team, it'd be a little different because somebody else is calling the final shot on where he plays and what line and all that kind of good stuff. So it kind of takes the pressure off. And I kind of thought to myself, well, that's exactly the situation that Gensel's in. You know, he's not the one calling the final shot on what his son would or wouldn't do within the, you know, on the Gophers. And so I'm like, well, you know, maybe that's sort of Lucia's veiled way of kind of keeping that door open. At the same time, you know, all I've really ever heard is that, you know, they kind of want to shy away from that. And, you know, of course, they had the Tony Lucia experience. And, you know, I'm sure that, uh, you know, Gensel coached his son out in CC for a year. So he knows what that's all about. Um, And so maybe, you know, I I don't know. I'd kind of like to see the Gophers, you know, put their offer in and just let the kid make the decision. But I really don't know how that's going to work. Everything I've heard is it's going to be probably, you know, UNO, CC, you know, DU or UMD, you know, and I kind of have the feelings if he's going to go to a non-gopher team, it's probably going to be out of state like his brothers, but I don't know that factually. Um, so I don't know. That, that's my roundabout way of answering that one. So, so let me ask you this, Hammy. Do you want him on your team? Well, yeah. I mean, I, for me – you know, the thing that I'm very impressed about him is he's such a smart all-around player. He's not he's not one of those guys that, you know, are just so 
offense, offense, offense. Like, you know, you always see high school stars, you know, that have great numbers. But when you watch Gensel, I mean, he's a two-way player and he's good, you know, in all facets of the game. He's not the biggest kid in the world, of course, so he's not going to be overly physical. But he doesn't shy away from that stuff. And, of course, being a coach's son, he's very intelligent about the game. Um, So, you know, I would like to see it, you know, I would like to see it after maybe a year or two of junior hockey. I wouldn't want to see him like, well, he wouldn't probably be able to come in anyways in 2013 because I don't know that they have the room for that. But, um, you know, 2014 or, you know, somewhere along those lines, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I see him down at Mariucci all the time. I mean, at least seven or eight times a season I saw him down there with his dad post-game after a gopher game. So maybe there's some influence there just from the players. Who knows? Well, I know you guys talked about the the secondary, the um, you, you know, being the assistant coach, but at the same time, Gunzel was the assistant coach in CC, and he wasn't the head coach. And from everything I've heard, that situation didn't play out the way that you know Gunzel saw it playing out. So I don't know if, if if he wants nothing to do with it, or if, like you said, if he's going to just leave it completely into Lucia's hands and say, "I'm not going to give you a piece of advice one way or another. If you want it, my son, I'm you can recruit him." Yeah, it could be. I mean, you know, like I said, I, I think that everything that I've heard is that they kind of are a little bit, you know, shying away from that. But, you know, like I've said, he's played very well, especially down the stretch. And I thought he had a real good game in a championship game, even though that, you know, BSM pretty pretty much throttled Hill Murray. But nonetheless, I thought he played real well. And the more I've seen him, the more I'm like, well, you know, I think it's worth the effort. And so I would give it a shot, even if he decides to go elsewhere. Joe likes hockey. Wants to know what are the chances that Bukestad stays one more year? I know we've talked about this a little bit. Uh, well, you know, I know what Coach Lucia says that he's optimistic, and I know that you know his parents and his his uncle, uh, you know, want him to stay. And uh, there's going to be huge pressure for him to leave. Yeah, well, you know, for me, I, I just. We've seen so many guys leave, and so my natural tendency is I would rather err on the side of they're going to go. You know, maybe it's because it's less painful when it actually happens, you know, and it's kind of a pleasant surprise if they don't. So I guess I tend to kind of think negatively about whether guys are going to stay or go. And, you know, certainly he has the physical tools to play, you know, I think in the NHL next year. But – you know, you get that parental influence. His uncle did play in the NHL and the Gophers, so he's very well aware of what it takes to get there. And so I don't know. I honestly don't know. I could, I'd probably say, you know, 30% chance he's coming back, you know, but that's just throwing that out of my ass on that one. Buke said if you're listening um, and you need help packing your bags, I would gladly <laughs> help you. Um, in fact, if you need bus fare, let me know. <laughs> Maybe even airfare. You, you can rent him a car at least. I'll drive him down the first <laughs> Oh, boy. Here we go. Somebody's trying to get us going here. John SQ316. <laughs> How dangerous a score would Danny Cristo be with 10 toes? Wow. <laughs> well, you have better balance, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I you just, know... I, I, I watch closely, and it just seems like you know he's a little wobbly in that in that left skate, and I, I can't be able to put my finger on what. Well, especially it. when what, he got booted from the Gopher game. What are we talking about here? When he got booted from the Gopher game and swung his stick against the wall, he kind of stumbled a bit when he did it. So, 
Well, what's this ten toe thing everybody keeps talking about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Does anybody find my socks? I can't find my socks. Oh, <laughs> or shoes, apparently. A, a lot of people like to pass out in snowbanks at 2 a.m., I heard. It's a good time. Now, one thing about North Dakota, though, is they – well, we've seen it all year long. When they take a bad penalty, boy, do they whine. Obviously, Crystal, when he got kicked out for that – he should have had a suspension for that hit on Marshall, but – he just cried like a little baby, and uh, wasn't there a one against uh, against the Bulldogs too? That uh, one of their guys went off on a little tirade. I can't remember what happened. Was that that? Who was that? I I can't remember. Was it Mc, McWilliam or whoever got the major against the Bulldogs? Uh, uh, well, it wasn't against Bulldogs. I believe it was against um, it was against Denver out there. Oh, okay, right? that's where, what it was. Yeah, flipped out going off the rink again. Yeah, I think I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. Reflection of the coach. They should give him another A, but they should hand him a, a alternate captain. That's exactly what. Oh no, for. no, no! Blood's already got that back, so they're good to go. Well, hand them all out. I mean, anybody <laughs> that has a fit like that should get one. That's Sioux hockey. Hey, if you'd end up meeting the Sioux, maybe in the final, watch out. I I mean, I, I, I would yeah, love to. I mean, don't get in this handshake line with them. They might hurt Brown. Hey, speaking of broken sticks, uh, you guys would appreciate this because uh, he played for you as well. Um, let's talk about Michael Dorr real quick. Oh, boy. I yeah, saw your tweets this weekend. <laughs> so so Michael Dorr is coming off the ice, and uh, the student section's giving him hell. You're good for them. You know, all, all 100 of the kids that weren't on spring break. And uh, right as he gets to the door, he tomahawks his stick onto the ice and snaps it in two. And I'm screaming, somebody throw me the blade. Like, I wanted that blade to that stick like you wouldn't believe. I just thought it looked really good on my mantle. But, uh, and all I could think was, there's four years of frustration, and you got everything you deserved, you little baby. Yeah, well, you can't you can't argue that he uh, didn't exactly make the brightest moves in the world. I mean, National you know. title, he would have a ring. He would have been a senior on the Bulldog team last yep. year. Yeah. Now, who knows? Maybe they wouldn't have won a title with him, but he can pretend that that doesn't bug him at all. But you, you got to wonder if he's thinking about that. And he's the exact type of player the Bulldogs like. All right, guys. Any other thoughts on the final five this weekend? I'm excited for the tailgate party. You know me. What, are you there the whole weekend? Are you even going to bother going to the games that are not involved Duluth. Oh, oh yeah, we we show up, <laughs> we show up for a little bit. The, the thing is, we're kind of screwed this year. The Bulldogs play the day game Thursday, you know, or Friday. Thursday we bring the kids every year, so so that'll obviously be team. I'm not one to consume any sort of alcohol when I'm with my children, so that's good. Uh, and then and then Friday, obviously the day, day game with the dogs, so we'll grab lunch beforehand. But I don't really. I just do most of my tailgating Saturday, oh, and boy. and without a third place game anymore. Um, Are you going to be there bright and early then? Uh, I'm hoping to be there uh, with uh, with uh, Fire Helmet Guy and uh, Cardinal at uh, about uh, 9 a.m. with the wife. Um, we're, oh, uh, we're checking into a hotel and, and dropping some stuff and coming down. Wow. Hammy, are you going this weekend? I am debating it with the uh, girlfriend at the moment, so it's a possibility. Well, so wait, well, the question is, is he going to the games or going to the tailgate? Oh, wow. Oh. There you go. Uh, go to the tailgate, know. Hammy. Come on. That would be epic. As tailgate, I, would I say. will make a beer bong for you if you come. Just for you. <laughs> There's Hammy's name written all over it. Man, you're probably spitting it. <laughs> <laughs> only, only if it's leftover beer that I just got done with it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's probably all backwash, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, too bad Cardinal. He never could get those computer problems fixed. 
I think he just bailed on us. He's, I think he was scared. I, come you know, on. Time you're on the radio together. He, you know, he gets nervous. I can feel it. It's like he's you're grabbing the stick a little tighter. You know, he lets in a few five hole goals. He's just he, he's not his normal self. And and I, I personally, if you ask me, he, he chickened out. And and I'll call him on it this weekend. Um, <laughs> You know, I mean, I, I hope, I hope maybe he's finally hit puberty. I don't know. A lot of people were worried about his voice on the air here, and we're wondering when that step was going to happen in his life. But he's got a kid now. Um, I'm sure he's up watching a little GGW. It's uh, it is uh, Tuesday night, so I'm sure he's enjoying that. <laughs> what the hell is GGW? Uh, Girls Gone Wild. HD. Oh, okay. oh boy. Superstar, I thought wants it was gonna be some kid show or something. Superstar, you bet. Superstar wants you to go to the tailgate, Hammy. So you better show up. Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that is that it for this week, guys? I think so. Are we done let's, here? Let, let's hope the NCAA's. Uh, let just potential question. Okay. How many friends are going to be lost if somehow? And I, I think we're going to be in the same region all the way the seedings are looking. But hypothetically, Bulldogs Gophers national title game. Ooh, that, yeah. uh, it, I, it, I, it won't. It won't happen. Just they won't seed us that way. I, or if they do seed you, they'll make sure that they they meet in the court in, the in, a, in a semi. Yeah. They would do that. Can you imagine? I could, but I the thing know, is, you know what? The atmosphere would still the, the atmosphere would still suck compared oh, to uh, the final five, though. Absolutely, it's just I not going to be the same. Two thousand miles away with a bunch of random people, and obviously, we've got two more years of this great thing, and then it's going to be diseased. I mean, I don't it's think the- nobody likes it, nobody wants it, but we're screwed and going to be stuck with it. You know, it's nice. It's nice for you guys, money making wise. Um, I, you know, you can't you can't fault you know the band, the average Gopher fan for wanting to play the teams that they're used to seeing in other sports. But yeah. I you have to in a hardcore, you know, a Gopher fan that's that's a Gopher hockey fan. And when I say that, you know, it's the type of fan that you know it's Gopher hockey first, and then everything second. Like for me, it's Bulldog hockey first, and then everything else comes second. And any any Gopher fan that's a Gopher fan first, and not a fan of I'm a Gopher fan because I want to go party, and and you know who you are out there. Um, but a real hockey Gopher fan, you can't. Find, I don't think you can find one that's that's excited about you know this whole thing coming to an end, and and the conference realignment, the lack of road trips. I mean, think about how many road trips you could drive to a year and just sit down. You know, decide to leave your house at four o'clock and watch a hockey game. Well, you do it all the time, <laughs> and that's the Duluth. I hell when they play down here, it's easier for me. Mankato's <laughs> closer, St. Cloud's closer. Well, what are your thoughts on the national? Are you excited about it? Uh, I'm, I'm excited. The Bulldogs hooked themselves to somebody. Uh, uh, I suppose I, I, I was excited about the WCHOA, the way it was going to be when you two, when your two teams left, um, obviously not excited. The teams left, but I was okay with that conference. It would have worked when, when they started talking about the grumblings, you know, cause I think we'd have been a top three team on a regular basis in that conference. And then the grumbling started happening and it started looking like we were going to be left behind. Then I got a little nervous. I was thinking, Oh, oh boy, this we're never going to win another national title again if all these teams leave us behind. So at the end of the day, I'm not happy about it, you know, about any of the changes, but I'm glad that we ended up in the conference we did. Well, let's just savor it for the next two years. Hopefully, you know, both our teams make it the next two years, you know, obviously next year, I should say, and we'll just have to say goodbye. That's about it. 
Don't forget my Coney's armadillo if you're listening. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. Well, you can always follow Chris on Twitter at UMD Penalty Box or just go to him with his website, umdpenaltybox.com, and maybe he'll actually write another article sometime in the next six months. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are keeping me busy. Nobody likes my grammar. It's it's brutal. It's no, like watching a sixth grader write. That's why you got to get somebody to write for you. Where does that comma go? I have zero writing skills. So I have other people do it for me who have quality because mine would not be. And, of course, you can always follow Hammy at Hammy Hockey on Twitter. And, obviously, he's always all over GPL with – Recruiting news and other little things behind the scenes. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me on. It was a blast. And you actually behaved fairly well. So, Cardinal, <laughs> maybe Cardinal won't be so afraid next time. No, I hope not. I hope not. And, and Cardinal, if you're listening, leave the Four loco at home. It's a long <laughs> day. It's a long day. Yeah, don't want to end up in a trunk again. What trunk? There's no pictures of that. <laughs> I'm sure you've got them. Well, you know, if our teams happen to meet up again or if it's looking like it, uh, we'll get you back on the podcast again to talk some trash with the Cardinal. Maybe get back at him. Yeah, maybe he'll actually show up this time. We'll see. <laughs> well, that's it for this week's Gopher Puck Live podcast. We'll return next week and recap the final five. Hopefully it's good news for, well, either your Bulldogs or our Gophers. And uh, we'll also preview the NCAA tournament. Until then, thanks for tuning in. 